so we said in Genesis 1 uh, verse 26, um, God spoke and said, let us create man in his own, in our own image after our likeness. And then in Genesis 2, 7, um, he came out and um, the Bible says he formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into man uh, the breath of life. And we talked about the combination of the spoken word of God and then also the work of his hands. And we said uh, the supernatural is the spiritual, so it's a merging of, you know, the natural and the superior to the natural. So you have something natural occurring, but you have something superimposed upon that natural thing, such that you say the occurrence is supernatural. So in that particular activity, there is the evidence of things that are not seen. In other words, the activity has given evidence to people <coughs> about the existence of a realm that cannot be seen with the eyes or cannot be made contact with in this physical world or physical realm there. But you have something physical going on and that physical thing, the way it shapes out, there is the evidence of things that are not seen in it. But there has to be something natural because that's how we make contact with it. And then uh, the spiritual is involved in the natural and then it becomes uh, the supernatural. And the spiritual there is the word of God that is spoken, uh, the prophetic utterance. We'll go back to this, and we're going to say it in this teaching, where we said a prophetic utterance is how you gain, all right, into the supernatural realm. That's why Balaam was hired to try to invoke, all right, by prophetic utterance to invoke the spiritual into a natural activity. And that if you can come and curse, then uh, events will shape out in the way and manner in which we want them to shape out. We will be able to gain victory over these people. Uh, and what Balaam was saying is that prophecy doesn't come by the will of man. You can't hire a person to prophesy. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah. Because the prophets did not speak according to their will, but they spoke as they were moved by the Spirit. And you can't pay the Holy Ghost to move. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Now, so you can pay a person to speak, but you can't pay for a prophetic utterance. Uh, do you get what I'm saying here? That is, it's by the move, right, of the Spirit of God. And it's not according to the will of any single person. It's the Holy Ghost that moves. And when the Holy Spirit moves there, as Jesus said, the flesh profiteth nothing. It is the Spirit that quickens. So the Holy Ghost quickens first. And he says, the words therefore that I speak are spirit and their life. So after the Holy Ghost does what is called quickening there, then words can now be spoken by the Spirit of God. Uh, that will now constitute 
what we call the prophetic utterance. And then that utterance now goes into the natural activity and then it becomes something that is supernatural. Uh, so the truth about the matter is, all right, that's how the, the spiritual works in the natural there. Now, but I want to tie up something, and it's very, very important in terms of our belief system, right? Because it's almost, and I'm going to put out something on social media tomorrow about it. And it's about, you know, people talk about it, the role of prayer and the role of the work of our hands, right? Where some people, all right, talk about work, and I understand what they're trying to say in terms of, you know, there has to be work because of the belief system that people think that we can just, you know, pray and, and without any there being any representational physical activity that, you know, God is so powerful that God ca can do it. Now, we're, nobody's debating that. But God has his order. God himself showed you or showed us at the beginning that he said, let us create man in our own image and spoke those words. But God himself in all of his glory used his hands to shape what he had declared with his mouth. And so I want to say the combination there of, right, a prophetic or prophetic utterances and the work of our own hands. Uh, getting yourself involved, understanding that. Uh, and, and if God is leading you into, into anything, or if God leads you into anything, uh, you are sure that once you know God is in it, then you are sure that morning by morning he will open up his heart to you concerning that particular thing because it's his will for your life. Uh, and once he opens up, that's your security, his heart to you concerning that, then you can prophesy to it. And, and if you prophesy to five loaves, all right, and two pieces of fish there, and the words of God concerning it enters into it, then, all right, and God has said, out of this will come great increase, then the increase will begin uh, to show up, uh, and the power of God will begin to walk into in that particular situation. And on Sunday we talked about this, and, and this is very important, right? And the minister who said to himself uh, and, and talked about the fact that, you know, okay, he had felt, and, and many times people think this way about things, even in our politics. That's why everybody, that's why you look at, I mean, everybody, I mean, we just harass people who say God said. I mean, you, you, and I said this, you look at it there, if you look at our presidential election, 76 parties, 76 presidential candidates, 100%. Then you go to House of Rep, the amount of candidates from the 76 parties, representational 14%. If you take out the two major parties, it drops to about 1%. What that means is that everybody wants to be president. Are you following what I'm saying here? And, and nobody wants to... By the time you get to local government, nobody's there. But everybody wants to be what? President. Now, what God is saying that even if God says to you, you are going to be president of Nigeria, it doesn't mean that you will start by what? Presidency. And you kill yourself, then you can't do anything again. 
what he's saying is, God, if you said I will be president, open the door to presidency. The door that can be opened can be local government election. Do you understand what we're saying here? Start there and start prophesying presidential power into your activities. Then you start rising fast. But if you are too high, to, do you get what we're saying here? This man had the fastest growing church in America within a space of 10 years. But he started from a wooden place. God said, let us create man. What God was saying, let them multiply. He had a massive vision of the whole earth. You see how big what God did? He started with two. He molded them. He didn't start with the fullness of the vision. Are you following what I'm saying here? He gave, started with something small and said, now you will increase and multiply. And then growth begins. And sometimes it will get so high, you don't, have, you don't enter into a place where all right, the point of entry is too low for you. So what you do is that in prayer, you ask God. We said it. Open up the door for what I should do next in my life. Open up the door. If you are stuck, if you are stagnated, if, if things are just ask him and stay there in prayer. Open up the door. And when I see that door, I will know you open it and I will go through that door. And the minute you enter into where God wants you to be, no matter how it looks or appears, you have prophetic presence there. In other words, when you open up the word of God, you open up the Bible, you will see what God is saying. Then you can start declaring, and then the supernatural gets into it, and then growth begins. Now, so it says in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 25. Now, read what it says here. Let's read it together. All right, put it up. One to go. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor, which means he has a dream. That's what's killing him. Do you get what we're saying here? What? The desire of the slothful what? Killeth him, for his hands refuses to labor. In other words, if he doesn't labor, that desire will never materialize. Isn't that what the Bible scripture says? All right. Then Mark eleven twenty four. So we can fuse this. All right. Mark eleven twenty four. Quickly. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever ye desire. Abi, isn't the desire too? When you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have what? You shall have them. If we join both scriptures together, it will read, what are the things you desire? When you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them by labor. Isn't that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what you're saying now? In other words, he says the desire. All right, of there. I mean, let me just show you what he's saying here. One of the things he's talking about is Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 20. Let's start reading from 26. Proverbs 30 and verse 26. Or let's start from 25. He says something. I just want to show something here. Um, okay, 24. I just want to show something. It says, there be four things that are little upon the earth, but they are what? Exceeding wise. They are little, but very powerful. First one, he says, the ants are a people not strong, 
yet they prepare their meat in where? Summer. It's not even, it's not, they, they, all right, let's leave that, okay? Next one. Cornish are but a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. So they use the rocks for their strength. Verse 27. Locals have no king, but they go forth by bands. They understand teamwork. Verse 28. This is what I want you to see. The spider taketh hold with her hand and is in king's palace. In other words, to get to the king's palace is what you are doing with your hands. Are you following me? Sears thou a man that is diligent in his ways, he shall stand before what? Kings. So I want to show here how this prayer thing here does with the work of your hands as a Christian now. Because the work of the hands is what you are going uh, all right, to be judged by or the point of contact for your productivity. Now, how does prayer now come in and feed all right, into this as an essential part of this? What does prayer do? Now, it tells us in Exodus Chapter 4, let's look at something here from verse 14. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 14. Or, or even before, let me just, let us read Exodus 4, 1 and 2. Then we'll go to verse 14. All right? And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. All right? Now, he had an encounter, burning bush encounter. And the Lord said, what is in thy hand? And he said, it's a rod that is in my hand. Now, so God showed him three things to convince the Jews. He said, throw the rod down to become a serpent, pick it up. When you, now, next thing he told him, he said, put your hand into your pocket, bring it out. It became leprous. The third thing he said, take water out of that place, pour it on the ground, it turned into blood. He said, when you get there and they don't believe that's the elders of the Jews, do these three signs before them and they'll follow you. Okay? So God showed him those things. But God told him that, what's in your hand? And he said, a rod. Now verse 14. It says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, because God, now this is what God did. God called Moses. And told Moses he was now going to, was sending him to bring the children of Israel, right, back to the promised land, or to take them out of Egypt into the promised land. And Moses began to give, make excuses, and one of them was that he said, I can't speak well. Now, I think he used to stutter, he used to, all right, because of the, what he was saying, I'm slow in speech, so maybe he used to stammer, all right? Nobody was there, we don't know, but from what he said prior to this, that he had a speech problem and speech impediment somewhat. All right? He says, I'm not eloquent, neither therefore, nor since. All right? He had, he had said those things. I'm of slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Okay? Now, so God said in verse 14, in verse 14, is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? 
I, and I know that he can do what? Speak well. Now, what had happened was that God told Moses, God told Moses, please, here, get this, so that our brain is balanced. So your, so your brain, so because sometimes you see some things, just overlook it. Listen, particularly if you're young, you want to get into leadership. Let me tell you this, communication skills is important. Being able to stand before people and articulate your thoughts is a required thing. You can't say, I am shy. You cannot. You cannot be shy. If you are shy, it is fear. That means you are intimidated by people. Now, you won't get into a place of leadership if you are shy. I used to be shy. Very shy. In fact, my mother says, this is how we know God called you. That you are standing before people and talking. <laughs> God called you. Because I used to be so shy that in class, you know when the teacher is saying, get up, say your name? I'll be dodging, dodging, dodging. <laughs> Listen, the day they told me to act before the class. In fact, one day I saw some of my classmates. One said, have you seen him on television preach? He said, miracles. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he said. He said, miracles don't cease. He said, when I saw him, this is miraculous. Say because we know him. He doesn't talk. I didn't talk. I see me like this. Talk. So, in class, you won't believe that they now were to act before the class. So, and me, to even say my name was a problem. To now act, and you had to act. It was part of the lesson. So, I, 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 I tried to dodge until they finally said, the part I won't talk. I will just act. And... It was, it was, we were doing, we were depicting bribery and corruption. So there was the, the Oga, and I was a clerk. Now I took money, all right, to move the files in the office, okay? So they caught me. So that's in the play, all right? So we stood before the class, <laughs> and then they brought the file out, which was my part now, and there was monopoly money. In it, it's reacting now, and money fell out. And I was supposed to now communicate, you understand what I'm saying, to explain myself. I was so scared <laughs> that my mouth would just sh The whole class stood up that this is, this is Oscar winning. They, they were clapping, because I, <laughs> they didn't know it was for real. That, that, this man is scared. Now, where I'm going to is the ability to, because let me tell you this, you, because some people say, ah, they didn't promote me. There's leadership, there's skill. You can be a skillful IT person, but to get into management, you must be able to coordinate people. The quality is not how good you are with the computer, it's not how knowledgeable you are, it's whether you can communicate that knowledge to other people and raise them up. To do that, you have to do, number one, vision casting. To cast the vision, you must be able to articulate what you know into them to cross them to become a team, united, pursuing the same thing. It takes persuasive speech. Do you get what I'm saying here? Or else I won't promote you. All right? If you can't talk. They can. Now, what Moses was saying was for you. Now, I want to show you something. He said, I cannot talk. I may have vision, but I can't talk. Maybe that's part of why he beat the guy quick, because he couldn't explain himself. 
So, because that's what begins to happen. And when you can't talk and articulate it, you now anger starts, you start misbehaving inside it. But you're a good guy, but nobody knows you are good because you can't talk. All right? L let me tell you, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why, I mean, they, they, um, I mean how, how did Obama become president? He could talk. Because they said they had had their vision since the 60s. They needed a communicator. They needed somebody who could communicate their values. The minute it came, even yesterday, in the heavy conservative right-wing media, when they showed, they said, none of these people can defeat Trump. We know that. They played Obama. They said, nobody can talk like this man. If they still had somebody that could talk like this, then we know they will liquidate Trump. Now, our confidence is we have watched them. The way they are talking in their debate, we will knock this one out. By the time Trump starts talking, you know he can talk. <laughs> it will destabilize everybody in the place. You know, they are corrupt people, corrupt. Before you know what's happening, you are angry at the old debate guy. But I'm trying to tell you that talking is very important. Now, so what Moses said to God was, I can't talk. Now, God didn't overlook that. Do you get what I'm saying? Look at verse 10 here. It says this here. It says, but I'm slow of speech and a slow tongue. Verse 11, look at what God said. And the Lord said unto you, who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb or the deaf or the seen? Which means, listen, I will fix it. But it needs to be fixed. God didn't say, we don't, you don't need it. He said, I will do what? Fix it. When Moses kept insisting, he said, okay, leave that. You know you have a cousin that can talk. Do you know what we're saying here? So that talking matter was very important. All right? You know that word, Jesus? You know that word, Jesus? If you have the vision, somebody else can articulate it. They will promote the person saying it. So if you're in the office and you share your vision, this is what we think we should do in this office. It's time to talk. The other one says it. They'll just promote that one. You'll be saying, ah, they stole my, my vision. Oh, boy. <laughs> then they'll say, okay, say the vision. What I'm trying to tell you, when you get to a place, if you have to take classes on communication, take classes. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 18. Let's just put this up. We're talking about the prophetic here. Deuteronomy 18, 18. It says, I will raise them a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee. And I will do what? Put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall do what? Command him. So a prophetic utterance 
is the declaration of words that are put on your lips by God himself. In other words, God is the one who puts those words there. So when you are saying it, all right, I'm not sure what one do here, saying it, right, by the Spirit of God, then it's been released. And what we're saying is, as you begin to declare things and start making pronouncements, right, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Once you start decreeing words of life, what begins to happen is light begins to shine upon your path, right? Understanding begins to come. So if I am declaring, the, according to what God has shown me, the blessings of God upon something that I'm doing that doesn't look blessed, but I'm making the pronouncements the Spirit of God has given to me, then after some time, the Holy Ghost will begin, I'll show, show you and teach you how that particular thing that you haven't seen, your eyes now start getting enlightened, you begin to see what you're supposed to do and how to conduct the things that you're doing. So the five loaves are given to you because you've pronounced them blessed and you've been declaring it consistently there. Then things now begin to open. You shall decree a thing. It shall be established. Light shall shine upon your path. That's what the word of God says. Light begins to come. So God told Moses two things. He said, Moses, all right, I'll give you my words. Put it in the mouth of Aaron. Aaron speaks. He said, I will teach you what you should do. And he says, with this rod in your hand, I will teach you what you should do. And you will do signs. So I will put my words on your lips, and then I will teach you what to do in the natural that will produce, all right, the signs. So a person now, let's assume, starts a business and is making powerful pronouncements concerning that business as revealed by the Spirit of God who said this, and he's saying powerful things he's saying in the Scripture. After some time, the Holy Spirit, all right, now begins to explain to him, all these things you have said, powerful things that I've given to you to say, now this is exactly how it's going to happen. Now this is exactly how it's going to happen. Now you do this here. Now you do that. And the intelligence of God, all right, the supernatural begins to come to play in the life of this particular person. And then things begin to unfold. So we have the declaration of words, very important there. And, all right, the work of your hands. The declaration of words first, and then it goes in it, so the work of your hands. And when we get into this work of our hands, let me just say what we're saying here. Isaiah 28 and verse 23. Put up, put up the message translation. I think that'll be easier to understand. Isaiah 28 from verse 23. Put up message translation. All right. Now it says, listen to me now and give your closest attention. Verse 24. Do farmers plow and plow and do nothing but what? Plow. Now, I'm telling you what he's saying I'm going to show you here. Is, it's just like saying, do they pray and pray and pray and do nothing but pray? Now, what you're doing when you're praying is plowing the ground. Are you following me saying? Plowing and plowing and plowing and you leave it that way. It says, do they pray or harrow and harrow and do nothing but harrow, which is, and you do nothing but that. 
I've told the story before. Maybe they are correct. All right? I'm just even seeing the scripture in light of what I told you before. When one time we went to the University of Benin, and there was this Holy Ghost meeting I'm going for. All right? Okay? I remember very well now. The third preacher, we were going to have a Holy Ghost meeting. And Unibane was known for those deep manifestations. So we were back then in the world movement in the 1980s. And we got there, and people were praying in tongues. I've told you. And then somebody was Makrish, the Krikpa, and he's doing Pala, Rebe, No, Prakadesh, Shedem, Sham, Pro, Ram. And it was like a traffic warden conducting traffic. <laughs> and then we saw somebody as Magret Hasso, Jebra, and it was Roy, I mean, like using a hoe, Makrata Bosch. And then we saw two other guys, Magrada, they hugged themselves, Shai, Fring the Dutus, Sadiaga, Jidaka. So, and we were intimidated. You know, you just come. From, all right. I mean, just like you come here for a meeting and they say prayer meeting, and you just see people, Magre pose, or someone just climbs here and looks at the light bulb, Magreto, Dreka, Yesha. You know? So, we said, What is going on? And they said, As they were praying in the spirit, they were demonstrating that it's called the tongues and the interpretation of tongues. That what they were seeing, they, and maybe they were correct too. What they were seeing that they were doing in the spirit, their bodies began to carry it out. So that person I was praying was declaring and binding spirits. So he was saying, stop, go out this way, stop. And that, that other person was plowing the ground, all right, before the word of God came. Are you following what I'm saying? They were plowing the ground and plowing the ground. So, so that when they start preaching the word, so that's what he was doing in the spirit. And that this other one, they were hugging, that they were releasing love into the atmosphere, and that's... They might have been right to you. I mean, all right? They might have been right. They might have been right. However, that's what, it's now I saw that scripture, I remembered that maybe they were right. The farmers plow and plow and plow. All right? So you're just praying, 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 praying for the meeting. You never preach. Do you get what I'm saying? All right? Harrow, 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 do nothing but harrow. Now look at the next verse. After they've prepared the ground, don't they plant? Don't they scatter the dill and spread the cumin? Plant wheat and barley in the field, raspberries along the borders? Verse 26, it says this. They know exactly what to do and when to do it. Their God is their teacher. Do you see what we're saying here? That is, whoever brings the great crop is because God taught them how to do it. So, the person building the great business, God taught them how to. If you go and plant it in the wrong place, it won't work. You can't plant it anywhere and say there is God. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And say, ah, what I say? Are you saying God can't do it? Are you saying God can't do it? Are you saying God can't do it? We can put corn on cement and it will, it will grow. Are you saying God can't do it? Are you following me? Saying All right? Now, you go. Verse 27. It says, At the harvest, the delicate herbs and spices and the and cumin are treated delicately. Verse 28. On the other hand, which is threshed and milled, but still not endlessly, the farmer knows how to treat each kind of grain. Uh, last verse there, I, I, I believe. All right, 29. 
He's learned it all from God of the angel house. God taught everything. So I tell you that farming techniques that have made farmers more productive is God that taught them. So when the supernatural comes in your farming, it means you are more informed. Do you understand what I said? God taught you more than the other people. So it wasn't magic. When they said there was famine in the land, famine means there was no rain. And Isaac sowed in there and brought a hundredfold. It means Isaac accessed water by irrigation. He was the first person to understand that there's water inside. God taught him that if it's not coming from above, dig. And that's why till now, they will tell you that Israel is in the midst of a desert, but has the most powerful agricultural uh, industry in the world, but is desert. Because they have discovered certain things. People travel there to learn how to do a Greek in desert. It's the information God has given. So you cannot say that God is involved in your business and you are just manifesting. I'm sorry to use the word daftness. You know what I'm saying? Just that is as your knowledge improved. No. I'm telling you there's a God. I'm telling you there's a God. If, listen, don't, don't look, stop all these things. Bible says that understanding brings favor. In other words, the person that the king likes and sees, why, did, why were they calling Daniel? And These were men of understanding. I, I mean, you are inside an office and you're like, you don't know how to do it. And somebody beside you said, if we do it this way, we do it this way, we do it this way. And solves the problem. The favor comes to that person. That's what he's talking about. That's what they're talking about. If, okay, you, let, me, let me just ask you this. You start a business now. You say you want to sell phones. You, you buy phones. You are sweating because you borrowed 500,000. You're sweating. You employ three marketers. You're sweating. First day, nothing. Turn it. The bank is coming. Somebody comes and says, I've sold all the phones. And in fact, they've ordered for next month and two months after. And you say, how? He says, well, I discovered this technique. After we try it three times, it didn't work. This is what we do and all of that. But finish. If it's going, if it tells you now, listen, I'll, be, I'll miss tomorrow because you say, you say even if you want to miss three days, it doesn't matter. Miss what you want to miss. Another one comes and says, I want to, you say miss what? <laughs> miss what? Even be going, don't come back. <laughs> miss the whole time. Are you from Jadia? Good understanding procure favor. Don't let us be thinking that God just, there's no, there are no principles behind this. He just wakes up and says, all right, who? Favor Are you from Zedek? I've told you, if you can't articulate your vision clearly and somebody captures it and says it better, are you following what I'm saying? And communication is beyond just speech. You understand? I mean, last night I was watching, because I, I love politics, so I was watching, the, just watching this on, on 2 a.m. on... on, on their politics going on. And because, of course, that's prime time in America. So I was watching the thing, and they said, Elizabeth Warren has, has, has overtaken Joe Biden, and they brought an expert. He said, he said let me show you. He said, he said, he said 
89 or 92% of ads people play for campaigns is a waste of millions of dollars. Only 8% work. And those eight have a particular characteristic. And he said, this ad this woman played, he said, look at the points here. He said, this swung 15% for her and showed it. So communication is beyond just talking. It's getting your message to the people in a way they will understand. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? It's, it's the ability to take something that you say that, you know, People, so, so if three people are selling dresses and one communicates to the public better as to what they are really selling, then people will gravitate to that person. So I'm showing you here that God is not just about, so wait, so the people God taught, isn't it prayer? Isn't this the product of prayer? Huh? So, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. And then it tells us, the desire of the slothful man killeth him, but it says, because his hands refuse to do what? Labor. So when you pray, God teaches your hand how to labor. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, when, look, you can't just say, Understand this. You can't say I should be promoted. If they promote you without you increasing your value, it's theft. And God can't follow you to steal. Do you get what I'm saying here? So, if what is coming into a business is 50 million, what you are bringing in terms of value is next to nothing. In other words, they can let go of you and nothing will change in the outcome of that business. Then you are asking, and they, they are paying you 500000 which is charity. <laughs> you are now asking God to raise you to $2 million. In other words, you are telling God that God, all right, I now want, okay, that's, I want, say, 1% of, of the income of this organization in with me. Bring it to my house. And then they look at what you have contributed. God looks at you and knows. If they remove this person from this organization, nothing will change. Now, he's asking me to take the labors of other people. Who did you see in the Bible that they sent for? And it wasn't the expertise. Do you see that Joseph, it wasn't Joseph's contribution. In other words, without Joseph, they would have died, all of them. Without Daniel, they, he had ten times more understanding. Instead of Daniel was just sitting down and then it was time to promote, they said, Daniel, it's you. <laughs> are you following me? These are people that come. So God teaches you how to. So they said, we have not found somebody with, and this man has an excellent spirit. Now, so you should be asking God, not for the external, but the internal. And then when the internal is there, it says, arise and shine. Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your what? Rising. That's what it is. So are you telling me 
that if these folks, the farmers that got taught, they went to do an exam on farming, they, they will come last. I hope you know when they say you are the head and not the tail. It's not promotion first, it's delivery. Do you, are you following what I'm saying? It's delivery. And to be honest with you, and which, is, which is what is going on, what people are preaching is theft. What people are preaching is theft. And when people say they say, they will tell people that, the, which is theft, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. No, no, righteous, go and sleep. Other than time, God will transfer. It's theft. Look, when they borrowed the things in Egypt, it wasn't that God just said, go and carry their things. Without Joseph, their father, Egypt will not be where it is. It is the wealth of the Jews that God gave back to them. It was Joseph that organized the economy, that made sure that people were coming from various places, selling their lands and taking their lands for grain. It was Joseph's mind. And it was the fear of that that made the Pharaoh say, these people, the way they are, let's deal with them. Are you following It wasn't that you come in. I mean, how can you sit down? People, wait, just think about it. So you're a Christian now. You are building your business. Somebody stays outside and is praying, God, let God not open door into that person's work. Then when I get there, may he increase me and collect without me putting anything there. So you come into the place, all right, under false pretext that you can deliver. They give you salary. You are not delivering. Jesus himself said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, we gave everybody one pound and came to check. It's not that somebody was sleeping and then the favor of the Lord just came on him and he said, go for 10 cities. It was the productivity that commanded it. That's why you go to Proverbs, it's filled with scriptures on slothfulness. On people that are lazy. All right? That's what I'm telling you in the, in the church of body of Christ. We need to change that doctrine. And this is what the problem is. People's doctrine needs to change. Because what's going on is that people have the mindset. And when you tell, and, and let me tell you this once people say God, everybody's brain ceases. I'm telling you. Once somebody says God, everybody's brain ceases. I've told you. That's why people say they're contesting the first con election you want to contest is presidency, and you say God spoke to you. Nobody, as far as we're concerned in this country, has said God spoke to him that has won an election. Yeah. This country as well. <laughs> as we are in this country, that said God. So once somebody goes, because what you're saying is brain cease. No more strategy, no more thinking. No All right? You say, how would the market women vote for you? God will tell them to vote for you. How? Somebody else is going there every day and has been going there for the last six weeks, sitting down with them. They will leave that one. Are you following what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's, what's, that's what's happening. And, and for us to believe that shows a level of gullibility. Are you following? That's what I'm saying to you. 
If you're a young woman, any man comes to meet you and says, God told me. Take it. Put it aside. The one that says, I love you, listen. But the one that says, God told me, take what they are saying and put it aside. Because what they want is seizure of brain. All right, where you stop discerning and then you are carried God, 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 God has spoken. All right, so make sure, okay, that if God is going to talk to anybody, God will teach that particular person what that person ought to do, what to do. Are you following? All right, and that's how, all right, things begin to go. So, what God will do is, in answer to prayer, because of time, it tells us that um, it tells us that you know what it says about the Holy Ghost. It says, it says um, in First Corinthians two, it says, "What no man's eye has seen, what no man's ear has heard, the heart of no man conceived, God has what revealed unto them, which things we do what speak, all right, not with words. So what we are saying is what the Holy Ghost has done, what revealed concerning it, all right." That's not where it is. You go further. Much further. That's not, this is not the scripture I quoted. All right. Okay? It says, these things we speak, not with words that Holy Spirit, with words that the Holy Spirit gives, not with words there. All right? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So, you say these things, and that's how you launch out into the deep. You know, Jesus told his disciples, he said, launch out into the deep and then cast your net on the right-hand side. So that launching out into the deep is the Holy Ghost reveals the deep things of God to you. And you are saying that. So you've launched out into the deep by those prophetic utterances. Then direction comes and he says, put your net on the right-hand side. So people see the effect of it. And they know that this is supernatural, which means the spiritual has gotten involved in the natural. And that superimposing has created what you are going to call, all right, the supernatural there, right? So it's a combination of the spiritual and the natural. And so you have to be somebody who God teaches you how to do, right, what you are doing instructions. It teaches you in very clear terms and says this is how to do the things that you do and instructs you and then you begin to do it in that particular way and then results for life begin to come. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of the Spirit, we ask that you establish us in this truth and deepen it in our consciousness. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. For listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.